Welcome to Monk's Tape. Hello, folks. Welcome to Monk's Take. This is episode nine, and we finally have our surprise guest, who is Tiffany Miller Gagner, our athletic trainer, our associate head athletic trainer uh, downstairs, and a very busy individual, no doubt. You can find her here all hours of the day. Tiff, uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you. So, the first thing I want to clear up with you is the pronunciation of your last name. Okay, now I feel like we need to get this over with once and for all so people here finally start pronouncing your last name correctly. Can you go over that for us? Sure. It's Gagnier, but it's spelled G-A-G-N-O-N. So there's not an R in it, which was, makes it confusing. So it's French. So mm. technically it's Gaillon, but because oh. I'm not from, I'm from Northern Maine, but I'm not from like Acadia, Northern Maine, it's Gagnier, but down here it would be Gagnon. So as you go further south, the pronunciation changes. Okay. So it is Gagnier, but a lot of times I just introduce myself as Gagnon because it's easier. Ah. So I don't know that we cleared that up at all. So it's Gagnier. Okay. All right. It's what? Up in up in the county? Like up there, it's pronounced how? Gaillon. Oh, my. Yeah. Well, at least it's better than that. That's right. Good luck explaining that to people. <laughs> That'd be rough. So, Tiff, you've been here since, what, 2006? 2005. 2005? Yes. Fall of 2005? Fall of 2005. <clears throat> so, you've you've seen, uh, we've basically been here the same amount of time. Yes. You and I. I started as a baseball assistant in 2004. Um, so, d- just talk about your time here. I mean, you, you've seen a lot. You've seen a lot of advancements in athletics. You've seen additions of teams and the challenges that that brings, but also, like, the excitement of adding a new program. Yeah. Uh, when you first came here, I think we had like 14 sports, if that's correct, 12 or 14. Yes, we didn't have lacrosse. Swimming. We didn't have swimming, we didn't have track. We didn't have skiing. We didn't have skiing. Right, right. so we, we've had quite an expansion of athletics yeah. here. Just just give me your take on that, maybe from an athletic trainer's point of view. and Yeah. Um, well, with every new sport, obviously comes new challenges that we see on a daily basis of more more athletes. Roster sizes getting bigger, um, <clears throat> different things like different bigger and you know more intense injuries at times um we see things like with skiing where we're not on the mountain with them ski patrols on the mountain with them so we see them after the fact um so that's a little different swimming you know when they're in the water they're the lifeguard responsibility so we have them before and after Mm. so it's a little bit of a a different challenge in that aspect of things um but it becomes more and more exciting as well because you add we've added some contact sports we've added like I said, more roster sizes, so there's more competition. We're getting better as teams, um, so it adds to the fun a little bit too. Definitely, you're adding more yeah. variety to the sports, and it's interesting to learn about the sports. I know Megan and I, we're, we're learning about <clears throat> skiing and how different that is, and yeah. of course, uh, indoor and outdoor track and the difference between those two respective sports and all those kinds of things. But um, what would you say is, is one of your best memories as an athletic trainer or your time here not necessarily i mean you're right. not you're probably not going to remember the time that you taped that ankle really well <laughs> or you know all those kinds right. of things uh, but i'm looking more for you know a memory like i can think of winning championships and all that kind of stuff but what is yours i would say obviously winning championships um and as we win more and more but one of my probably probably like best fun memories that i have is traveling with field hockey to new jersey 
and upsetting mm. the number 10 team in the country on a one nothing one nothing contest that was just emotionally a little crazy i mean we were right. it was like oh we just scored oh wait there's 15 minutes left we could win this thing you know we weren't expected to win at all no um so that was one of my favorite memories just because the atmosphere alone was fun the locker room after atmosphere was was great you know and then we got to keep going go to tufts that next weekend uh, so i think that was one of my my favorite memories and obviously anytime i get to travel is a favorite memory um you know florida with softball florida with basketball california with basketball and women's lacrosse um and then you know one of the most memorable trips was north carolina with men's basketball um, right a few years ago we the team did a lot of fun stuff play at davidson we <clears throat> practiced at nc state went to a game we practiced at duke on coach k court was just kind of surreal almost um and then we got to go to a game at unc and go to the hall of fame so that trip was just very memorable in itself so it's probably one of my favorite moments just the opportunities i get i wouldn't get if i didn't have this job no definitely and there's cer certainly a lot of perks that are like that traveling with teams is fun we don't get an opportunity to do right. it all that often but of course you do you've gone with yeah. softball pretty much every year since you've been here correct every year but one i went to california with lacrosse oh that's right yep so what is what is the connection? I know you played softball in college. Um, so let's talk about your connection to the softball program. And, okay. and I know um, you, you guys definitely have connections with all teams, yep. but I know softball is near and dear to your heart. Yeah, I mean, I played for, you know, competitively for 12 years. Um, and I was a, I was a catcher. Uh, I played all through school, all through all through college. So I had the opportunity. Um, so I kind of know how what they're going through as college athletes a little bit. Um, so I can relate that way. Uh, and then I just I just like the game. <clears throat> I'm always around the game, that and baseball. Just one of my favorite things to do. I do it all summer long. Um, you know, I play co-ed. Not well, but we play co-ed. <laughs> um, you know, so it's just kind of that. I just love that game, and it's kind of my, my stress relief place. Um, you know, if I'm having a bad day, I can go out to those two fields and just kind of relax. Um, any field, really. You know, once, once we're kind of out to practice and are sitting there, things kind of come back into perspective a little bit and then you're like, all right, we can finish this day off, you know, strong. So, yeah, know. I think it's similar to us in a way where yeah. once the game starts, oh yeah, once the game starts, things we're are good. settled yeah. until something happens, but yes. <laughs> something doesn't always happen. Exactly. So that's, that's yeah. the best way to think about it. So Tiff, you are from Caribou, Maine. I am. How did you, like you went to school at Presque Isle, correct? I went to college in Prescott. Yes. Yes. At University of Maine, Prescott. Yes. Okay. I just want to clear it up. And we're trying to yep. write a book on you, and we uh, want to make sure that we have your history uh, factually yes. correct. So you, you Maine, Prescott. Yes. That's an interesting place to play your college sports, I think, especially a spring it is. sport. It is. Not many home games, a lot of travel. No, I had a couple home games my freshman year, and we played them actually in Caribou, hmm. which was my home high school field. Um, and then we played – at a city field in Prescott, Isle. we didn't have an actual field uh, at Umpy, but my senior game got postponed today due to snow. <laughs> so we we started playing, um, and we got to a point where, where people were hitting balls in the outfield, and nobody could see the ball at all because it was snowing so hard. So they postponed our game. It stopped snowing within the hour, and it was a beautiful day for the rest of the day. Oh man! But they moved it to the to the next to the Sunday. We played that Sunday, but it uh. We're talking senior day. That's probably senior late April. Day, we're talking April, right? Yeah. So it was just it was just a freak kind of weird situation, but not many people can say their senior day it snowed, so you know. Right. I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah. 
So what was your experience like playing college there? I know, were they NAIA at that point? No, were... we were um, we were NCAA, uh, NCAA, but we didn't have the opportunity to be in the playoffs my senior year because they were transitioning from, like, you know, NCAA to NAIA, NCAA. Like, okay, it's kind of similar weird... to what we did here. Yeah, so we made the playoffs the other years, but my senior year we didn't get to go to the playoffs. Uh, but we went, we had a really good year. We, uh one hit the number like a top 10 team in the country at Christopher Newport on our spring trip. Nice. So it's kind of like the highlight. We won the championship outright um, without the playoff for my senior year. But um, so we were really bad my freshman year. We grew a lot. So it was fun. My, my pitcher was uh, also an athletic training major. So we spent a lot of time together mm. in the classroom, outside the classroom, on the field. Um, so we, we built a really good relationship. Yeah. And that helped on the field. Is she in the field still? She is not. Uh, no. She is a, now an occupational therapist. Uh, she was for a while. She worked at SUNY Oneonta. We can throw her name out there if you want. Sure. You know, we get a lot of listeners. So her name is Danielle sure. Lehman. She was Danielle Lee at the time. But Okay. Yeah. All right. Great. Well, that's pretty cool. Uh, that, that's, that's neat when you can have that kind of closeness with your pitcher and yeah. a battery mate. Very cool. So, Tiff, it, how did you end up down in this part of Maine? Well, after, after Umpy, I went to grad school. So I went to California University of Pennsylvania. Hmm. It's in California, Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that existed. That's interesting. Not. There's also an in Indiana, Pennsylvania. But California, Pennsylvania is about 40 to 45 minutes south of Pittsburgh, um, near Washington Jefferson. Okay. Um, if you heard of Washington Jefferson College, it's, it's 20 minutes away from there. Okay. Um, it's a D2 school. Um, they're known for – they had – in the 90s, they had back-to-back um, – women's basketball championships, division two and softball championships. Cool. Um, so they're known for that, but I went there for a year. It was a concentrated year. Um, and then I moved back home, got married, hmm. uh, started looking for jobs and there's not a whole lot of athletic training jobs in Northern Maine. Um, and there wasn't at the time. Um, so I got this interview and then I took this job. So and here, here I am. Here you are basically 15 years later. Yeah. We always, I mean, we always vacationed here when I was a kid. Uh, my parents, my grandparents had campers, and we used to come to Orchard Beach all the time. Okay. Um, so I knew this area. I like this area. Um, and my husband's sister lives in Lisbon, so that's not too far. So okay. we just kind of ended up down here. Cool. And your husband's from up there, too. Yeah, he's from Prescott. Did you guys know each other like before college or in college? Like no, you met? in college. Okay. Yeah. All right. We don't need, we don't need to dig too far <laughs> into your, your relationship with your Sounds husband. Good. But he's a good dude. He's a good guy. He's at a lot of our games. Yes, he is. He's even coached first base at uh, for softball at times in he Florida. He has and kept charts. and. Anybody get picked off or anything at first base while he was there? I don't know. I don't think huh. so. If you, you'd remember probably. I think he did to... send Mel Bailey on a steal one time, but I think it was her fault. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, well, we'll we'll leave that story as it is. We'll have to ask Coach Smythe about that one. Um, so here you are in Maine, uh, Southern Maine rather, and you've worked with a long list of different trainers here. Yes. Um, from Lisa Ahern. Yep. For many years, yep. and recently, uh, Rick Burrell, yep. who had two stints, and he recently finished his last stint here. And now he's out in the in the real world, I yes. guess. Um, talk about the influence uh, these trainers have had on you, and and now you're you're the you're the leader down there. Yeah. And you know Rick brought a lot to the table. He had a lot of experience. Just talk about those two as as individuals and what they brought to the table for you. All right. Well, Neil was in there too. Oh, Neil Carroll. Yes. How could I forget Neil? Sorry, Neil, if you're listening. 
Um, well, they've all brought different aspects and helped me grow as an individual, helped me grow as an administrator, helped me grow um, as an athletic trainer itself. Um, you know, they all have they all have different styles. Mm. Um, they all had different focuses, and none of that's a bad thing. I mean, it helped shape, you know, who the training room is down there today. Um, you know, and I, I'd say that, you know, especially like from Rick, you learn, I've learned a lot of, you know, things that happened in the NHL. He, he's mm. Stories. He has lots of stories. Um, and Unbelievable those, stories. Yeah, but those stories have all helped shape like what we do. And I've learned some of my, a lot of my techniques from Rick and, um, you know, and, and the thought of just, you know, sometimes you just got to sit back and sit back, relax and, um, you know, take, take a grit, a bigger look at things. Um, and, and he taught me that really well. Um, you know, and administratively I've grown, I've learned to do, to do better in, um, paperwork from, you know, from Neil and Lisa and just kind of mm-hmm. moving on and, and taking all of those, all of those, uh, experiences and, and building blocks on top of them. Um, so it's, it's been a good 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and definitely different leadership styles and different styles in general, but yeah. what, what was it like for you to come into a college fresh, not knowing anybody and not, you know, having worked and yeah. you, I'm sure you worked in the athletic right. training rooms at Umpy and at California yeah. in Pennsylvania. Um, but what was it like, you know, this is your job now right. and now you're here and this is, this is it. Well, it was a little different because when I was at Umpy, I mean, I was their age. I was, I was one of them. I mm-hmm. was an athlete myself. So I kind of had that whole spin on things. Um, in Pennsylvania, I was actually, um, my graduate sistership, I was a head of a trainer at high school. No. A small high school, um, so to be what would be equivalent to like a class D high school in Maine. Okay. Um, but I had football, and so that was a whole new experience for me because we don't have football in northern Maine. Um, so, you know, that was very different. Um, but then you come here, and these kids are college kids now, so they're adults. Yeah. So it's different. And we actually had two men's basketball players older than me my first year. Um, so that was a little weird because, mm. you know, you're like, you're talking to them. You're trying to give them direction. Um, they're supposed to, well, they will, and they did. Yeah. You know, respect me as an authority figure, but at the same time, I'm younger, so it's just weird. It's just a weird concept. Um, you know, but it's definitely gotten easier as of I've gotten older, because they're not getting older. They're staying 18 to 21. Right. Um, so you know, it's it's helped with that a little bit. So it was a little a little awkward the first couple of years, and that I just had to find my rhythm. Yeah. You know, and I think that. I did that over the first couple of years, and then now it doesn't doesn't phase me at all. No, I mean the culture down there is your culture <laughs> right. that you've helped establish. Right. So let's talk about the uh, you know the the setting of the athletic training room, and right. and I know our athletic director Brian Curtin likes that athletes feel free to come into my office and Megan's yep. office to talk to us about things, and it's kind of the same down there. Definitely. Um, but you can also have people that linger, and you gotta you gotta root those people out. But yep. How would you describe the culture of your training room? Um, I think it's a, I think it's a great environment. I think it's a, it's a healing environment. Um, you know, they come in, they do what they need to do, uh, and then they go to practice or they go to games, and you know, we try to encourage them to always be open with us. Um, and we're not just gonna sit them for the sake of sitting them. Um, we're gonna make sure that they're healthy. We're gonna make sure that they're healthy later on in life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not just about tomorrow's game. It's about can you play with your kids twenty years from now. Um, and I think that that's kind of we almost we almost like encourage them and like put that into their heads a little bit because sometimes as an athlete, you know, I know yeah. we, uh, we think of the right now of, right. 
but I got to play today. Like playoffs mm. are Saturday. I got to play today, but that's not necessarily the mindset that coaches have. Um, and, you know, we have to try to help them understand that. Um, but I think it's an open environment. I mean, people come into our office all the time and just sit and talk um, about things that they need to talk about, um, you know, or, you know, if they had a bad day, they might come sit down and cry like that. Right. That's fine. Um, you know, as long as we encourage them, hey, let's go out to practice or, you know, you're having a bad day. All right. Why don't you go to practice? You know, hitting off a tee might take your mind off of things or go go kick around a soccer ball a little bit. See what happens, you know, and. Right, that's what you're supposed. Your sport right. is supposed to be for you. Right. Yeah. So uh, I say it's like an open healing, you know, environment. It's a respectful environment, um, and it's a fun environment. And you also get to work with interns and people like that, like we do. we do up here. Currently, I have one UNE intern who's a senior. I have one USM intern who's a junior, and I have an exercise science intern from here that is a junior. And that's fun, right? That's it's a that's fun. a that's a yep. really cool way to uh, to have an impact on. Yeah. people that are coming through it is fun and they get to learn a lot too um and they get involved and we let them do a lot of the hands-on stuff as much as their ability allows them to do um and it's it's fun and we you know they might work with somebody and then we're going to sit and talk about it for five minutes mm -hmm. and uh see what could we have done better what could we have done worse and they grow as individuals it helps them build a relationship with the athlete so that when they're out of school and they have their own training room mm -hmm. then they know how to have those interpersonal relationships and then you get to follow them as they go along and you're Absolutely. At, and, and then your leadership tree kind of grows. Right. We actually have uh, two. I have two currently that have worked this year for us as per diems that graduated last year and got certified um, wow. that I've had as students. Yeah. Um, you know, and I have a whole list of, all right, we can, we can call this person. We can text this person and, um, you know, we kind of get, oh, oh, you are at wherever. Cool. Mm -hmm. How's your experience there? How's your experience here? How does it differ? How is it, you know, how is it the same? So it's a, it's a lot of fun. You get to follow them and follow a lot of them on Facebook and yeah, they got cool jobs and you know and they're working at high schools, they're working at colleges and it's great. And it is fun to learn to see yeah. what they're doing and how things are different and right. how you could maybe adapt what you're doing or help them to adapt what they're doing. Yeah, it's definitely a cool thing. Yeah. So growing up in Northern Maine, uh, how did you become a Pittsburgh Steelers and New York Yankees fan? Well, the Yankees one is easy. Okay. I've always been a Yankees fan. My dad's a Yankees fan. There you go. That's where it is. Um, and I grew up watching the Yankees. Um, I when I was little too, I liked the Braves a lot. Always um, on TV. They were always on TV, and I was a huge Chipper Jones fan. He was my favorite baseball player of all time. Yeah. Um. So like, you know, I was watched. I was watched them. The Cubs were on TV a lot when I was little. We had some WGN. Yeah, yeah, we had a Chicago station. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I was always always a Yankees fan. Yeah. Um. You know, and I just. Grew up loving them. Like I love the years, like Bernie Williams, you know, Tino Martinez, Jorge Posada. That that's my those are my years. Jeter Rivera. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jeter. Jeter's yeah. the man. Um, <laughs> and then, as far as the Steelers go, I actually grew up a Dolphins fan. No kidding. Yeah. Listen, breaking news on the on the Monk's Tape <laughs> um, podcast. My my dad is also a Dolphins fan. He has an aunt and uncle that that lived in Fort Lauderdale. Um, so he was always a Dolphins fan. Um, and. As you know, as a Dolphins fan, they are not good. No, um, it, I, so. you know, Corey McCarthy, I am a, a uh, admitted a Dolphins fan, yes. and it's so, not easy. So when I moved to Pittsburgh area, was Roethlisberger's first year. Okay. Um, and they were very good, and the atmosphere out there was insane. I bet. Um, like, we would go to Walmart, there'd be a whole shopping cart full of terrible towels, and by the time you got back to the front of the store, they were gone. Mm. You know, just there's just Pittsburgh jerseys everywhere. Um, so I kind of fell in love with that team. 
Um, so at that point, I switched my allegiance. Ah. And uh, have been a Steelers fan ever since. See, I've tried to switch. Yeah. And I and it just always comes back to I guess I'm just a Dolphins fan. Yeah. And and I don't know. I don't know. There yeah. are probably support groups for people like me. It's all good. And and hopefully they can continue to tank yeah. and and get a franchise quarterback. I've met a couple of cool NFL stars along the way, so I kind of watch them too. But Adrian I, Peterson. Yes, I met him with your wife actually. Yeah. Um, and then a couple years ago in Florida, when we were at ESPN's over softball, we met Dak Prescott. Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah. about that. So that was that was pretty cool. He's a very tall man. <laughs> I, I feel like the softball team always has yeah. better luck than the baseball team when it comes to seeing famous people yes. or or like you were always down yeah. there in Fort Myers with with the Red Sox oh, yeah. and yeah. yeah, I met Jacoby Jacoby Ellsbury and Coco Coco Crisp down there. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's but. pretty cool. I think my my biggest claim during a, a trip was I met Goose Gossage in an airport. Oh, nice. Yeah. So there you go, a Yankee. You <laughs> yeah. know. I met uh I met Steph Curry when we went to North Carolina with basketball too. Yeah. He was at our game. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And yeah. and back then he wasn't what he is now. No. Like he was just kinda blooming, I think. It was probably his I wanna say second or third year in the league. He yeah. And they had played they had played Charlotte that the night before. So that's why he was so that's in the why area. He came, yep. Wow, the timing worked out really well. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That is very cool. Yeah. So we also should talk a little bit about your second role here. Yeah. Or your you know, one A, one B role, um, with the sack. What, what do we? So we're, we're the uh, student athlete advisory committee. Yes. SAC yes. in in you know probably one of the least fortunate uh, acron- acronyms I can yes. think of. But uh, so talk about that program for those that maybe don't know who are listening and right. and. So the student athlete advisory committee is a committee made up of one to two members of each male and female sport um, on our campus. So we have about, I want to say, 20 or so individuals that sit on that committee, plus myself um, and Megan Dunlap. Um, so we sit on that committee. Um, we do different things. We do community service projects. Um, we bring up topics that might be uh, prevalent in within the teams, like meal plans, uh, you know, after, after game meals, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, travel, sometimes we talk about. Um, we, we vote on legislation for division three. Um, we're usually sent a list of things and we have to go through it and I have to read it off and we have to vote yes or no. And then I have to send it back. Um, we Sunday night, we're doing our operation Christmas child packing party. That's that we do annually where we pack shoe boxes full of toys, uh, that get sent to kids all over the world that don't get Christmas presents and it just spreads a little love of Jesus to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a big thing we do every year. Uh, that's so that's Sunday night um, we do we're going on we go to Wyndham primary we play with the kindergarten first and second graders we teach them our sports that we have here um, just different fun things like our swim team one time taught them how to roll on mats because you know you have to learn how to go <laughs> off the wall or yeah um, they bring the track blocks and the kids go crazy they love the track blocks and, oh right that's very you cool. know we we brought field hockey we brought baseball and softball we brought basketball we brought lacrosse soccer we brought them all um, and kind of taught them all and we're working on uh going back maybe in november and doing like a relay type event with them just for fun um we've done d3 week we're involved in d3 week right. uh we've been involved in mercy week um the last few years uh whatever we are asked to do as individuals we help do um whether it's you senior know, banquet or senior the hall banquet, of fame or... uh we just did the main the main the western mains high school leadership conference 
We oh, sat yeah. on a panel for that. We had four individuals sit on a panel for Student Athlete Day. Um, so it's very much a leadership role for the students that are picked for it. Um, and this past year, we started with um, an interview process. So they have to apply. Uh, we review their applications, and then we choose if we want to interview them or not. Um, and if we interview them and they interview well, then they're placed on the committee. Um, and it's a commitment for the remainder of your time as long as you remain on the team. And that's a really good experience yeah. for them to go through an interview like that. Yes. Definitely. And coaches approve. We don't put anybody on that coaches don't approve of. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a very cool thing. How long have you been involved with SAC? Ooh. Toughest question of the, think of about the podcast. This. Um, I want to say almost 10 years. Okay. Because it's when... Was that when Lisa left? It's when Rick left the first time. Okay. And and Neil came. I became the SWA. Okay. Um, so I took over SAC at that point. Okay. We've grown a lot in those 10 years. Um, Definitely. We've become more committed. We've done more things. Um, you know, we've done more outreach. Um, and it's become a, a fun group and kids want to be involved now. Yeah. And that's important. And they can take some ownership in what yes. happens and, yeah. and, and make positive changes. Right. We meet every other week. We don't have everybody there ever except for like Sunday night. Everybody should be there because um, it's a Sunday night. But we have... Um, you know, nursing majors and teaching majors and, and internships, but they all come back and check in and notes go out so that they always know what's going on. And they always know they can stop in, in the office and say, hey, what did I miss today? And I'm going to tell them. So hmm. it's great. And now, of course, you mentioned you have our very own Megan Dunlap as yes, part of this. You kind of threw her in at the last at the, at the last part of your statement about SAC. Yeah. Uh, she's been a, a pretty big part of what you're doing as well. She's been a great part. She helps me out a lot. You're not only saying that because she's sitting here. I am not. Okay. <laughs> it, it helps me out a lot in, in logistics of things, um, especially if I can't make a meeting due to athletic mm. training schedule. Megan steps up and takes that role for me. So, It's awesome. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys get along. We do. Yes. Most people get along with Megan Dunlap. <laughs> um, so I think we've covered just about everything in this podcast, but I have a few random questions at the end just to make sure right. that we have covered everything. Okay. Do you have any pets? I do. What are you? Who? What? What kind of pets do you have? I have a dog named Charisma. Charisma. Yes. Okay. She's awesome. What is she? She is a mix. Okay. She's part pit bull, part lab. We think. Ah, you could do she, one of those DNA tests. Yeah, she's old. She's like fourteen. Oh, so yeah. But she's super active and like all the time. Like she doesn't act her age. You've had her all fourteen years. No, nope, we got her oh. when she was between five and six. We rescued her. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So one dog. One dog. No fish or used anything. to have fish. They died. Fish are trouble. Yeah. People don't. Everybody loves yeah. to have fish. Have fish, fish tanks. They're yeah. a pain. Fish tanks yeah. are a pain. Uh, what do you drive? I drive a Hyundai Santa Fe. Is it still Thurman? It is not. Why not? What happened? Um, when I got this car five years ago, I took the Thurman plate off. Why? Just didn't want to pay for the specialty plate anymore. Ah, uh, the Yankees haven't been the same since. No. Ooh, no, there might be there might be a correlation. I do, ha there. I do have a Thurman. A Thurman card in my office and a Thurman mouse pad. Okay, Thurman Munson for yes. those who, who are uh, less inclined. <laughs> um, do your do your baseball history homework, people. That was my nickname in high school for softball, and college. Ah, I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Hmm. When I hit my assistant coach, who I, I grew up with, like he went to my church. I've known him forever. Um, his daughter is also Tiffany. Okay. She was a year older than me. Ah. Uh, so she was Tiffany and I was Thurman. Okay. Yeah. Just to make it easier. As a catcher and, yeah. and all that. That's yeah. that's kinda cool. I hope you didn't have the same like 
mustache and beard. I did not. Okay, good. <laughs> um, so we know your favorite football and baseball. Yep. What what you know with basketball and hockey? Or do you follow those as much? Uh, hockey, not really. I mean, I watch the Bruins. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of Anaheim Ducks gear. Yeah, because of Rick. Because um, Rick gave it to me. Uh, basketball. I grew up a Knicks fan. I was a hmm. huge Knicks fan. That's a tough road. Yeah, back when like John Starks, Patrick Ewing, I actually had oh, a yeah. John Starks jersey okay. growing up. Um, but I don't really care, and I watch the Celtics now. Yeah. Jeff is a huge Celtics fan. Yes. Um, so I watch that, but I'd much rather watch college basketball. Okay. And I'm a BC Eagles fan for basketball. Really? It's a rough road. That is, I mean, they do well <laughs> yeah. until they meet yeah. some some big dogs and that's well, they're trouble. a lot of fun we go every year at least to one game and oh cool it's, it's just a lot of fun yeah yeah um i don't know i'm trying to think of anything else we missed what should i what size shoe do you wear nine ah so if anybody's looking to buy tips some gifts this year yeah, she, i like shoes yeah what what brand is it nike are you a nike person as, as depends on the, the shoe the these, are, these are under armor okay don't tell okay we <laughs> uh, have to edit that out um okay great is there anything else you'd like to add Anything we missed? So. Are you like a, a secret twin or something? Do you have like a twin sister somewhere? I'm not. I'm an, only, I'm an only child. You're an only child? Yes. You know, you used to be a Dolphins fan. <laughs> I'm a Dolphins fan. I'm an only child. Hey. You know? That's why we get along. There, there's, that's right. That's yeah. right. We, we get along just fine, as this podcast would, would be evidence of. Uh, so, well, Tiff, thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you. Uh, I hope we answered everybody's questions about you, including the pronunciation of your last name. Let's see. And, uh, you know, <laughs> we... Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll try to get your name over the PA more often now that we have it clear. You don't need to do that. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Tiff, for joining us. Thank you. Uh, folks, that has been Monk's Take number nine uh, with Tiffany Miller-Gagner. Uh, we hope you enjoyed listening to our surprise guest. I'm Corey McCarthy signing off. Tune in next time for episode 10. 